Hello everybody, and welcome back to Eyes of the Minds. My name is John, and Ian is away at Army Training. Uh, and I apologize for no episodes in the interim uh, in between there. Uh, a combination of being sick and being sleepy kind of uh, kind of caused the delay or the interrupt there. But I am back here this uh, the 7th of February as of date of recording. And to talk about the past few weeks of magic information that's happened. Uh, we've had a pro tour in the interim, pro tour Rivals of Ixalan, which was modern, which I was very excited for. I was rooting for Caleb Shearer, uh, one of the uh, resident Storm players in, in the pro tour. Uh, unfortunately, it turns out Storm was a very poor decision to take to this pro tour uh, because it was won by uh, one Luis Salvato. Uh, congratulations to him for with Lantern Control. Uh, in the finals, he met up with... Uh, perennial favorite uh or fan favorite jerry thompson on mardu pyromancer which i swear was a deck that i played like three years ago uh i assembled the pieces at gp vegas when ian and i met uh except i had monastery swift spear in my deck or not swift spear uh monastery mentor excuse me in the deck uh and unfortunately that did not work very well but now uh the deck appears to be actually pretty fairly set up um i did love jerry's editions of the one the leon of the veil in the main deck uh, one Metamorphose was interesting, as well as two main deck Blood Moons, which uh, gives a little bit extra edge against certain decks. Uh, it's a really interesting take on uh, on the on the young Pyromancer in the Lingering Souls deck uh, that has been of that had been uh, getting some popularity in recent weeks up until the Pro Tour, and I'm glad that it made a strong showing. Among the other decks in the top eight, we had Pascal, Pascal Varine on Blue Red Pyromancer, Kenyu Kahira on Black Red Hollow One, Javier Dominguez on Five Color Humans. Reed Duke on Obzon, uh, Jean-Emmanuel Depraz on Traverse Shadow, and Andrea Mangucci also on Five Color Humans, uh, all decks that Storm really doesn't want to face. Uh, also, Infect did not make an appearance either in the top eight, which makes Ian sad, as much as he would love to play Infect, although I know he's thinking about sleeping up uh, Grixis Death Shadow for an upcoming modern GP in the future. Uh, I'm not sure which one he's going to go end up going with, although it seems like he's leaning towards Grixis Death Shadow. Although the Traverse Shadow deck does look like the uh, the original versions where it was uh, the Jun Death Shadow decks because of the power of Traverse the Uvenwald, uh, being able to tutor up whatever your your win condition is, whether it's your Death Shadow or your Goyf or even your Grim Flare, depending on what you need. Uh, so the, the Pro Tour did have a lot of views. I think it peaked out at 45,000 people watching concurrently during the finals, which is kind of to be expected, especially since the uh, the actual finals match kind of occurred around the mid-morning for America. Get that big North America bump. Uh, and that, and there's a lot of things that have been going on. One, there's been a call for more modern Pro Tours, which I think is absolutely a mistake, um, because we haven't seen the BNR announcement post-Pro Tour, which is supposed to be happening on the 12th of February. Uh, and if what people have been saying is any indication, uh, there's probably going to be either no changes or some changes. Uh, some people have been heavily advocating for a Lantern Control ban. Um saying how it's kind of miserable to watch and while I would not be I would not be upset if something from Lantern Control got banned uh a deck winning the pro tour is not reason for it to get banned um and it is sad that having a deck win the modern pro tour means immediately people are thinking about whether or not cards are going to get banned from it however it's just something that wizards set up for themselves based on the previous modern pro tours and how the BNR announcements happened for there uh, looking at Deathrite Shaman's ban, looking at Splinter Twin's ban, looking at Probe's ban. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can look at and point to, oh, this is causing a problem in Modern, and we want to shake up the Pro Tour. So they so they were banning things preemptively. Um, and still, Twin should not come back. 
Just because they like winning approach was not a reason for a deck to be banned does not mean that Twin needs to be unbanned. Twin was Twin was too good. With with Splinter Twin in modern, you don't have blue white control. You don't have any other control deck aside from blue red control, which is a Kiki Jiki combo deck. So sorry, Twin ain't coming off. Neither is Deathrite Shaman for that matter. And also, why do you want Jace to come off the ban list? That's just silly. I don't even want Jace off the ban list. Unbanning Jace is probably one of the worst decisions that Wizards can make. Even with a Masters 25 printing, which we got an announcement for during Pro Tour Rivals of Ixalan, uh, Masters 25 already looking pretty spicy with two confirmed cards and one speculated uh, robot uh, of, the other, uh, of the other booster pack art. We have Jace the Mind Sculptor, as well as Azusa Lost But Seeking uh, with her Judge promo art and the really cool uh, watermark of the set that she was originally printed in, uh, which was confirmed by Ethan Fleischer to be on all the cards in Masters 25. Uh, sure, it caused probably caused a headache for the publishing department, uh, but it's definitely going to look real sweet seeing all the cards with their original set symbols. Uh, even if there's going to be a few cards in there that don't have set symbols from like Alpha, Beta, Unlimited... I'm really keen to see what they do with those as well. Uh, also, in the interim, we've seen the uh, the last dual deck coming out. We've got a few previews for Elves versus Inventors with Face Cards, Azuri, Renegade Leader, and Goblin Welder. Although we haven't seen the card for Azuri, so it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do for that. Uh, also, the Magic Story has been coming up to a head here. Uh, we had Jason Vraska finally decide to leave, leaving the plane, Vraska having her mind wiped and taking the immortal son to Nicol Bolas, and Jason, the, Jason her coming up with a plan, because apparently Nicol Bolas' big plan involves Ravnica, which doesn't surprise me that much. Uh, also, all signs are pointing to a return to Ravnica, or a re-return to Ravnica? The Ravnica to return... Uh, in the in the near future, potentially after uh, the core 2019 set, um, also with Dominaria kind of is leaning into a kind of an Infinity War esque showdown on Ravnica, uh, with Nicobolus and his crew facing off against uh, the Gatewatch, which they do while they have a decreased influence in the current or a decreased presence, I should say, in the current story. Uh, that does not necessarily mean that they aren't going to show up in some form or fashion. Um, this weekend, however, is Grand Prix Toronto, which is going to be modern, which is going to be interesting to see what the post-Pro Tour meta looks like uh, with the modern format, and I'm really keen to see that. Uh, also, by all accounts, the Popper side events have been very popular at the Grand Prix, as uh, as, lo- lo- as lobbied by the Professor. Uh, so it's going to be cool to see those moving forward, and maybe we get a, a GP with Popper as the main format, although I'm not holding my breath. I would love to see it, but I'm not I'm not waiting for it. And I think that kind of takes care of most of the big stuff. Uh there was an announcement about the Magic on, or about the Magic Arena uh economy that went up that we talked about previously. Uh, and apparently if um Hasbro stock stock investor calls are to be believed, there should be a big announcement regarding the release of Magic of MTG Arena uh coming up in the near future. So we have that to look forward to and see a little get a little bit more information about uh MTG Arena. Uh, in any case, I think that's going to do it here for this little quick exalted episode. Uh, not a whole bunch else I think we need, we need to talk about. Um, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head. So we're going to go ahead and call it there for this, uh, for this quick little episode. Just under 10 minutes. 
Uh, as always, if you want to reach either Ian or I, uh, you can do so on Twitter. You can find Ian on Twitter at DixonIJ. That is D-I-X-O-N-I-J. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JWiley129. That is J-W-I-L-E-Y-129. Uh, Ian is also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dix, although he's unlikely to be streaming since he's currently away. Um, you can also find me on Twitch at that same handle I said previously. If you see me in a chat room, do not hesitate to go ahead and say hi. If you want to reach the podcast directly, you can do so on Twitter at Eyes and the Mize, or you can shoot us an email at Eyes and the Mize at gmail.com. So, because you, we want to best be the podcast for you, our lovely listeners. On behalf of Ian, I'm John. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. <laughs>